Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian, and I am the host most of the time on these shenanigans we put up here. Um, So I am sitting here with my friend, Hannah Simon. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. She's been a longtime listener of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast, so it's fun to have you on. And you are a pretty avid podcast listener. I am. I'm a big podcast listener, yes. I think you should start a podcast. (laughs) I would definitely <laughs> listen to it. everyone be be on the lookout for Hannah. <laughs> I'm just casting some vision um, over your life. I'd love you to join hilarious. the uh, podcast hosters I club. I decide what I would talk about. Well, I, don't know. I I mean, you're very. Is it like pulp pop, pop culture? Pop culture, yeah. Because you listen to. Um, uh, what is it? It's not that's so fun. The but pop, what? Yeah, the popcast. The popcast. Yes, which yes. is such a great podcast. It's not that's so fun. It's that sounds fun with Annie. Yes, Downs. with Annie Downs. Yeah. Yes, I've listened to that a couple times yeah, as well. So yeah, I go through phases of podcasts. Sometimes when okay. I'm in a heavy like recording mm-hmm. season, I don't listen to them because oh, okay. it's not so good for my like soul. Sure. But then on off sort of recording times, I listen to them to think like okay. What do I want to add yeah. to this yeah. and whatever? Yeah. But enough about me. I want to hear about you, <laughs> Hannah. So can you just tell the listeners who you are, um, what roles God has you playing in this season of your life? Sure. Uh, well, like Jillian said, my name's Hannah. I am a native Daytonian. I was born and raised here. I lived very briefly. Hey, first I didn't know and, that. Yeah. Yeah. I lived very briefly in a for in Kansas City for a stint. Um, and my parents actually still live in the house that I came home from the hospital in. So that's kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. Is and that I, one of those things you tell people like two truths and a lie when you play that game? Oh, I should. That's, that's a, a good, good one. Because most people one. move and we just never did. Um, yeah. My parents are in the same house as well that they were in when I was born. Aww. So, yeah, they, we joke they can never sell that house. No. They're no, listening they right now. So, <laughs> mom and dad, you can't I sell that house. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so I grew up in the area, went to a really small church in the area, went to a really small private school in the area, and then went to Liberty University for college where Mm -hmm. I got a degree in Bible, Okay, which is as helpful as you think it would be. (laughs) Um, My minor was in counseling, which is very helpful because now um, every, the, hmm, the last three jobs I've had have been in the nonprofit sector. Okay. And I currently work for a church okay. and supervise a team of six ladies. Okay. So the counseling degree comes into play a lot. <laughs> that microphone just hates I know, me I know. This, uh, it's hating me this morning. I might uh, just hold it. That's cool. Um, yeah. And so Guys, I... Guys, I'm, I'm missing Meg this morning. She's the one who usually um, helps me do all uh, the things I can't <laughs> do for myself, including put my microphone where it's supposed oh, to be. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's all right. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, so you are um, working at a church right now. You have six yeah. ladies that are working yeah. yes. alongside of you, under yeah. you. And yeah, and that it's just such the grace of the Lord. I say pretty frequently, it's just dumb how much I love my job. <laughs> and it really is. Like, it's just grace yeah. that the Lord would put me there. And I, I work with a great team, mm-hmm. and I get to do work that I love, and it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives me a lot of flexibility to mm-hmm. take a couple hours off on a Tuesday morning and record a podcast. And, I know. Yeah. And spend a lot of time with my family, which is great, and with my house church. And mm. yeah, so I'm, I'm really, really blessed. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, what is God doing in your life right now? Mm. So I got the invitation to come on the podcast. It's been a couple of months ago. Yeah. And so at first I said yes, but was like, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> like, I don't. My life's not unique. It was pretty boring. And the Lord's like, hold on, just wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so if we can go back to back a few months to late last spring, early last summer, 
Mm. I started noticing I was having a lot of heart palpitations Mm. and they kind of gradually over the course of the summer got really intense and Mm -hmm. I uh, would lose my breath a lot and mm. would get really dizzy. And so went to the doctor in September thinking, oh, I just have anxiety. Mm. Not a big deal. Yeah. And he agreed with me. He said, mm. you know, with your family history, I mm. think you're probably right. I think it's just anxiety, but we have to rule out some other things just to be on the safe side. But mm. again, he kept reiterating, that's not what's going on. Yeah. And so I, uh, they put me on a 24 hour heart monitor, which mm-hmm. just essentially does an EKG for 24 hours mm. and measures your heart. Mm. And so a couple of weeks after they did that, I got the results back and found out that my heart was going in and out of something called ventricular tachycardia. Oh yeah. That, that sounds like a little bit different than anxiety. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so the anxiety was probably, probably fueling that, mm. but they were, they were probably playing off one another. Mm. And so mm. ventricular tachycardia and I'm going to mess this up and people who are actual medical professionals can <laughs> hey, com- I'm not one of them yeah, so. can comment and correct me. Um, but it's where like the bottom portion of your heart kind of overrides the top portion and beats too fast. And okay. yeah, it can be really serious if it goes untreated. Okay. And so they sent me for some more testing and sent me to see a cardiologist. I have a great mm-hmm. cardiologist. I'm so thankful for him. And he came back. It's a little unnerving when you have a doctor who's really well respected and really good at his job say, Mm. we don't know what's going on. Mm. And your, your heart, there's no medical reason that we can see that your heart is doing this. It just is. Mm. So he sent me uh, for an MRI, a cardiac MRI, which they don't really do in Dayton. So I had to go to Columbus to um, really, yeah, to the OSU medical center. Okay. And, um, which that was an experience. Yeah. Getting, I had never had an MRI before. It's very strange. Um, So is that the one you kind of go in a tube? Yes. And and I'm very close. Claustrophobic. So oh. that was, you know. So were, could you listen to something while you well, were in there? Well, so it's really loud. Okay. It, and people will think I'm kidding. It genuinely sounds like there's a jackhammer when it takes the pictures. Oh I don't know why. Yeah. And so you can, but it's, I mean, it's kind of drowned out by the jackhammer. Yeah. So that was, wow. Yeah. So they did that. And um, then they called me two days later and I just talked to the nurse talked to my cardiologist nurse and she said, well, you have something called a cardiomyopathy, which is, and again, the real medical people can correct me if I'm wrong from my understanding is an overarching term for a structural abnormality. Okay. Um, but again, they don't know what kind. There mm-hmm. are a lot of different kinds. I think there's kind of four major types, mm-hmm. and they don't know what kind I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I am being sent back to – I'm meeting with my cardiologist here in Dayton tomorrow to kind mm-hmm. of go over the test results and talk to him in person. And mm-hmm. then they are sending me back to OSU mm-hmm. to the electrocardio electrophysiology department mm-hmm. and the heart failure team, which mm-hmm. my heart, I am not in heart failure, they mm-hmm. were quick to assure me, but that's the department that I would deal with. So – that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Just realizing um, a lot of these like physical symptoms I've been feeling for for the last several months yeah. actually have a purpose. Um, mm. Just being really tired and mm-hmm. getting easily overwhelmed and yeah. all of these things make a lot of sense when your heart is beating significantly faster yeah. than it should be. Yeah. Um, and it's just not working correctly. So, mm. yeah. So how has this news impacted your walk with the Lord? Yeah. You know, as I was sitting in, so when I went and had the MRI, you're in, I was in Columbus and they were running behind, Mm -hmm. which was totally fine. Um, but they put me in what they call this on deck area, meaning I was the next person to go Hmm. get my MRI and I'm sitting there. It's basically in this hallway and you're wearing hospital clothes, of course. And, uh, because fun fact, if you wear your real clothes, if they have any sort of like metal in them, like a mm. metal component, they could catch on fire. Oh, so I'm, you know, that's real. Fun. So you were, you were <laughs> rocking that hospital I gown. Was. Yeah, I was. And I'm sitting there and I probably sat there for close like to an hour. Girl on fire. Like that's, that's right. A little bit this of hunger games. Literally on fire. Hunger games reference or what? I've what? never seen the hunger. Games. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I know that I feel like there's a Katy Perry song called. Yes. <laughs> We see you need you do need a pop culture uh, I do, podcast. I do yeah. with with Jesus in there yeah, somewhere. That's right. That's right. Um, so I'm sitting there and I just kept thinking how alone I felt. Hmm. That I'm um, I'm not married. Hmm. I am not seeing anyone. So hmm. it's my mom was in the waiting room, mm-hmm. but um, 
I just felt so utterly alone. Mm. And I think that it highlighted how isolating illness can be for Mm. me and how it has been over the last several months where I have realized truly all I have is the Lord Mm -hmm. because, um, physically, like if you were to see me, I don't, I don't look sick. And most Mm -hmm. of the time I don't feel sick, Mm -hmm. but just my capacity for life right now is much smaller. And so my, my external, external world has gotten much, much smaller. Mm -hmm. I'm not really able to do as much because you're just tired and it takes a lot more to fill you up than it used to. Yeah. And so I was just sitting in this hospital and just kept thinking, Lord, I feel so alone. Mm. And that was, it was such an eye-opening moment for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. just knowing, like, I I remember thinking, um, Lord, I know that you're enough because your word Mm. tells me, and I I don't think you're a liar. I believe your word Mm -hmm. to be true, but I don't know what that means right in this moment when I just want to be able to fall on someone Mm. And, and trust that they can take care of me. Mm. And I don't know who that person would be mm. and feeling like I am um, very much an Enneagram type one. I know you and I both <laughs> love the Enneagram, which the well, Enneagram is, uh, or an Enneagram one, they are very much perfectionist and control freaks. And, and I am all of those things. And I don't think you're a freak. <laughs> I don't let my friends call themselves. Oh, well, thank you. Maybe just have like a lot of control issues. Can we go with that? Yeah, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Um, Which the Lord is just using this time to kind of strip away. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the vision of you going into that MRI, Mm. you know, um, where it's loud Mm. and very, I mean... It's, it's you mm-hmm. and almost like the, I, I envision there being, it being very like lighted mm-hmm. and yes, it's very well lit, but and... small mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and alone. Yeah. 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 It re- and also reminds me of that song. Um, I won't sing it for you. You're welcome, <laughs> but it's, um, hallelujah. All I have is Christ. Mm, hallelujah. Yeah. Jesus is my life. Yeah. And, um, I think he sometimes puts us in those MRI situations to like, kind of you were saying, like remind you that you can't lean on anybody, but that he has created us for the desire to do that Mm. because we need him, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Man. So how has God's word come into play in this season of your life? Yeah. Uh, Well, like I was saying, I, just kind of feel really weary all the time. I think Mm -hmm. that's a good word for Mm -hmm. it. No matter how much sleep I get or how much rest I get, just kind of weary. And so I, but I still have a full-time job and I still prefer that I come to work. And again, (laughs) I I know it's so weird. (laughs) So weird. Um, Although I have to say they have been just so incredibly gracious for me. And sounds like they're a good team. Yes. Very much like living out how the body of Christ should Mm -hmm. be. And I'm not, um, it's a different church than I attend. Yeah. And so that's really saying something that they've kind of grafted me into their family. And, um, but so before I go to work in the morning is kind of my time with the Lord. And I have just learned it's, it's not a, well, maybe I'll do it this morning. Maybe I won't, maybe I won't. It yeah. is a, I have to. Yeah. And it's not like, I'm not doing a Bible study right now. Mm-hmm. It's not super poised and professional. It's just like me sitting before the Lord and saying, yeah. you have to do this. Yeah. You have to come and fill me up because I have nothing. Mm. I have nothing to offer mm. outside of what you give me. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just picking a book of the Bible and reading mm-hmm. through it and, and letting his word kind of wash over me mm-hmm. and, um, just there's so much power in God's word because mm-hmm. it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise we would just be wasting our time. Yeah. And so that's what I say to the Lord. I'm like, listen, this is the best hour I spend all day. Mm. This is the only one that counts. Mm. And all of the others are useless. Mm. If this one doesn't, if this one doesn't happen, mm. um, so just sitting before him and being desperate for him. Hmm. That's a really good word for it is I just, hmm. and that's such, it's a good and hard place to be, mm-hmm. to be desperate for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly am just mm-hmm. have nothing outside of him right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, it, again, I'm seeing this imagery and mm-hmm. for your whole life, because you are yeah. such like a put together, poised person <laughs> and very vibrant and very mm. full of life that God puts you in a, in a, um, hospital gown, which is also kind <laughs> of an exposing 
thing. You have no idea, Jillian. <laughs> well, I have had two children. Oh, that's right. So you do know. You do know. Oh. Not the exact situation. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that yeah. like those situations of vulnerability mm-hmm. where like we would not put ourselves there, yeah. but God has a way yeah. of putting us there, but not yeah. in a way that is like not tender, I guess. Yeah. But, like he yeah. still very much like yeah. is drawing you to Mm, his word and um even over this past weekend I was um I had just got gotten the test results Mm. from my MRI on Friday Mm. and so I came home and had a couple friends who were texting me and saying just you know how are you doing and Mm. and I just kept saying I I kind of feel like I'm in shock a little bit yeah because it was so unexpected all along they had Mm. said oh it's nothing and then even before I went to the MRI my cardiologist said well you might have this, but you probably don't. And Mm. that's exactly what I have. Mm. So it, it, you know, just that little bit of shock. And so sat before the Lord on Saturday morning and just was like, I, I just need, I need some wisdom here. I need to know Mm. what you're doing. And he brought me back to sitting in the hospital Mm. waiting to go into the MRI and feeling so alone and Mm. reminded me that he really is the only one who can go in there with me. Hmm. If I was married, my husband couldn't go in there. My parents can't go in there. Close friends can't go into the MRI with me. Mm-hmm. It's literally me hmm. and him. Hmm. And he's like, I, I, you are never alone hmm. because I am always with you. My hand is upon you mm. when you are in that MRI tube mm-hmm. and it's loud and scary <laughs> yeah. and disorienting. Mm. I am the only one who's there with you. And, mm. I don't know what the next several months are going to hold. It'll be interesting since I get mm. to do two interviews with you guys. Yeah. What it's where I'm going to be in several months. Cause yes. I just don't know yeah. once I get some more tests around, mm. but knowing that there's probably maybe some surgery ahead of me or some mm-hmm. procedures, knowing that the Lord, he's going to be in there with me and mm-hmm. his hand is going to be upon me. Mm-hmm. And that, that brought me so much comfort. Mm. It reminds me of, um, Actually, the story we've been going through uh, the book of Genesis as a ministry, um, reading through the Bible in a year. And there was a a story in Genesis of Hagar, Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. she was just utterly alone. I mean, she had, and she had a baby to care for, but she had no one helping her. I mean, she was like discarded. And, um, and alone. And I'm sure she had a lot of that, the feelings of alone, you know, mm-hmm. just that, the, the scariness of that and not knowing what the future holds. Yeah. And God just looked down and said, I'm going to take care of you and mm-hmm. I'm going to bless you and, and brought her all of the things that, um, all the things that she needed. Yeah. And, um, even to her son, you know, that mm-hmm. he would, um, also have a generation after him. And so yeah. there's, um, but there's this moment where you're holding your breath, yeah. like, okay, what's, what's yeah. going to happen to her, yeah. you know? Um, and the Lord, the Lord meets her in that very vulnerable place. So your yeah. story reminds me mm. of that. So I guess if you're, <laughs> if you're looking on Hagar, right, mm. if you are looking at someone else who is waiting on news mm-hmm. or who has to go into that MRI by themselves, whatever the medical situation might be, or even outside of that, what encouragement would you give to them right now? Yeah. You know, I think that I would encourage them to embrace the slowness of, Mm. particularly if you're facing some sort of medical issue or long-term illness or procedure or anything like that, I would embrace just kind of the slowness of that season mm. where I know for me, the Lord has really used the season to quiet me yeah. and he's taken out. Um, like I'm not really able to volunteer anywhere right now, mm-hmm. or even friend groups have gotten much smaller just mm-hmm. because my capacity is so much smaller. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard when you yeah. want to find your validation from people and from your likability and all of those mm-hmm. things. But I think there's such a sweetness in just embracing that quiet, mm-hmm. embracing nights at home and mm-hmm. um, early bedtimes. And mm-hmm. like, um, I, I don't love the term self care because mm-hmm. I think it can give like give you this image of like binging friends yeah. on Netflix and yeah. eating a pizza and all yeah. of those things. And but I heard a definition of self care recently that was um, parenting yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I I really think this is a season where the Lord is parenting me. Yeah. 
and there's a lot oh, of, yeah. oh man, there's a lot of <laughs> early bedtimes and yeah. lots of vegetables and yes. just taking care of myself. Yeah. And I think that that is what you kind of have to do in this season. Just yeah. lean into that a little bit and let yeah. the Lord take care of you. Yes. And, and part of that is he takes care of us through his word. Yes. Through teaching us and encouraging us and, mm. um, yeah. So just embrace that, that mm-hmm. slowness and the quiet of that season. Yeah. I'm very introverted by nature. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe a little bit easier for me to do than it would be for <laughs> yeah. someone who's more extroverted. Say me, for instance. I, <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's, yeah. it's just, be, it, that's been such a grace for me. Yeah. 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 I think, um, one of the biggest revelations for me this year is realizing there's a, there's a big difference between selfishness and stewardship. Mm. And it's very sort of in this, uh, the Christian culture that we have, it's very murky. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard because we absolutely want to look different from the world. Yeah. Who, um, is, is always looking out for Mm. themselves. Right. So we have Mm -hmm. this idea that we don't want to be just looking out for ourselves because we have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And we see Christ's sacrifice on the cross and think, you know, um, think about what dying to ourselves really means. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's, there's also the fact that Jesus already did die. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like we, um, are, are loved, like we are so loved and Mm -hmm. God is our father, like you were saying. And what does a good father do, right? Mm -hmm. He takes care of his children and, Mm -hmm. and God is our shepherd. He is, he is shepherding us. And so we almost like interrupt that relationship Mm. for like, trying to be Jesus for other people Mm. and like trying to take over his job. So these are things that like I see that's not, um, that's not stewarding Mm -hmm. what God has given me, Mm -hmm. you know, stewarding my body Mm -hmm. is holy to Mm -hmm. the Lord. Stewarding my time is holy to the Lord Mm -hmm. and allowing God to uh, abiding with the Lord in his word. And also while you are out doing the things he's calling you to do, that is allowing you to um, serve out of a place of abundance Mm. instead and and really working from a place of rest instead of, uh, at, you know, resting from your work yeah. and, um, you know, and allowing you to serve with joy instead yeah. of bitterness too. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, those are all, you really bring up something that's, that the Lord has been teaching me a whole lot of, mm-hmm. um, the difference between stewarding mm-hmm. and, uh, and selfishness. There's, yeah, there's a big one. And I think the Lord walking with the Holy Spirit, you can trust that he's going to show you and yes. convict you. Yes. If you are being selfish with your time and energy, he'll show that to mm-hmm. you and you can trust him. Yeah. But also like you're not uh, using the gifts he's been giving you well if you're not resting yeah. and taking care of the body that he yeah. has given you. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, I would look at open spots on my calendar as places to fill mm. instead of looking at them as places where I needed to rest and Mm. like the Lord kind of, I was directing my calendar and my time versus Mm -hmm. allowing the Lord to do that. Mm. And I think that that is truthfully, it was probably the best and worst decision I ever made because Mm. it pushed me to a point where this heart condition came to life because I was genuinely so exhausted Mm. that the Lord had to get my attention somehow. Mm. And this is the way that he chose to do yes. it. And so it's a grace, mm. but it's also a scary thing. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. this, it's both. Yes. <laughs> together. Yeah. yeah. So it's... much of life and so much of the believer's life is holding like grief and joy and yes. happiness and sadness in, in both hands. Yes. And, um, there's a tension. Yeah. There is. There's because a tension. we have been, uh, we're, we still live in the sinful mm-hmm. world with the sinful yeah. consequences, right? Yeah. But we have been redeemed. Like the yeah. Lord has saved us. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're in, we're in both yeah. and living that out. And I think, you know, I was just contrasting in my walk, the difference between Job's reaction mm-hmm. and like the Israelites mm-hmm. re- reaction, like Job, 
it's not that we as Christians say everything's great and we don't have feelings and <laughs> whatever, but in in the same breath that mm-hmm. we say, Lord, this is hard, we also worship and thank him and rejoice mm-hmm. him. So it's like yeah. Job said, though he slay me, I will trust in him. <coughs> yeah. And the Israelites were like, Lord, this food sucks. Uh, <laughs> there are giants living in the land. You're telling us to go in mm-hmm. like ain't no way, God. Yeah. And I, I see a difference in how they're reacting, even yeah. though their feelings are probably the same. They're over yeah. they're, they're in a place of overwhelm. Yeah. And um, but I think they can coexist. Mm-hmm. And I think that they that when we bring them to the Lord, he um, also shows us how awesome he is. Yeah. So we're like we're real mm-hmm. with him and mm-hmm. worshiping him at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I was yeah. just telling someone yesterday that I think that there's this this holy ache Hmm. just in our soul that's never going to go away Hmm. because this is a world that is under the effects of sin that we are not meant for. We don't belong here. We don't belong here. And so there's always going to be this achiness for something. Yes. And I think um, as someone who's single, we are told and we often believe if I'm being honest that the achiness will go away when Mm. you're in a relationship or when you're married. And that's, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's not true. I still feel some aches (laughs) yeah, for sure. And then actually I feel aches a lot of the time if I'm being real. Yeah. Yeah. And you think, oh, well, once we have children or once we get this job, I know your husband just got his, finished his PhD. So you, it would be so easy to think, oh, well, once Tim is done with his PhD, then we'll be good. This ache will go away. Yeah. And it it just won't. Right. Because this is not. Yes. So I think I'm learning to live with the ache. Yes. Yeah. And like allow that to draw you to, okay, Lord, one day you say all tears will be gone. Mm -hmm no more sickness, yeah. all of those things. And so like it points us to him. And I feel like that's a real connection point, honestly, yeah. with people who don't know Jesus because they all have that same ache Yes, and yeah. just uh, like being able to walk alongside yeah. them and say like, I recognize this ache, but I also recognize like nothing here is gonna do what only the Lord can, yeah. can do. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I just remember like Tuesdays a long time ago used to be terrible. Like I, I, I really, um, I almost felt like, uh, man, I felt so alone because Tim on Tuesdays had like quad in the morning mm-hmm. and then would go to work and then would go to class all oh. night long. And like with here little babies with little babies. And I just felt so alone. And, um, I, I was scared leading up to Tuesdays every, every, um, week, but you know what? Like the Lord brought me through that season with so much of himself and so much like trust in him now that I see I'm on the other end of it, Mm -hmm. but now he's made Tuesdays the podcast day. (laughs) And I feel like he did that like purposefully because it's almost like now I get to testify, every Tuesday and hear Mm -hmm. myself testifying every Tuesday, how good the Lord is. And that is like every day of the week. But I feel like just because he wanted to leave me a love note Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just say like, I care for you and I love you. I'm going to make this ministry happen on Tuesdays. Um, right after that season of, of scary Tuesdays. So, Yeah. 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 So, so cool. Well, I would, Oh, what's, I don't want to miss this. What scripture is encouraging your soul or convicting your spirit? So I, uh, like I said earlier, I haven't been reading a particular, I haven't been focused on any particular scripture. I'm reading through the minor prophets right now. And that's, they're just, it's, it's scary and glorious to see that people have not changed in the, (laughs) however many thousands of years we are, we are the exact same. We are sinful. Yeah. But the Lord still redeems and he's still so merciful. But um, as I was praying on Saturday, kind of through this health journey and feeling so alone, the Lord brought me to uh, Philippians, uh, particularly verses. I've been in Philippians a lot. Oh, good. Verse chapter one. I'm going to start in verse 18 and read through 
21. Yeah. And it says, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed and in that I rejoice. Mm. Yes, and I will rejoice for I know that through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And Paul is writing this letter from prison hmm. and is essentially people were preaching the gospel. Some of them were to make life harder for Paul. Some of them to make life better and because they genuinely believed it. And he's like, listen, either way, the gospel's getting out. Hmm. And either way, whether the Lord lets me out of prison and continues my life, that's a glorious thing. Or if hmm. he takes me home to be with him, that's a glorious thing. Hmm. And, um I'm sure my mother's going to be listening listening to this when it comes out in the fall. I'm not going to die. That's not a concern for with my condition right now. But that is, I think I'm having to face kind yeah. of my own, I hate to say mortality, but yeah. finiteness, if yes. you will. And um, so the Lord really is showing me that this is, I have an incredible opportunity over the next several months. I'm going to be coming in contact with, people who have dedicated their lives to studying mm. this thing that the Lord is the author and creator of the mm. human body. Mm. And I, I get the privilege of, uh, meeting with them and, and gaining their wisdom and, yeah. and for them to, to partner with me to, as I'm kind of working through this and what an opportunity it is for me to be able to just continually give that credit back to the Lord mm. that, Listen, it's all him. Hmm. And if he chooses to to heal me of this, whatever that looks like, that is a glorious thing. And yeah. if he says, you know what, I, I'm going to take you home, that's a glorious thing. Yeah. Because I'll be with him. Yeah. And that that was so encouraging to me. I feel like the Lord is giving me the perspective that this is about so much more than a structural abnormality hmm. on my heart. Hmm. This, is, this is him gaining glory for himself. And it's, hmm. I mean... What a grace that he does it through me. Hmm. I mean, what what am I that he hmm. would choose me? And I'm reminded of, um, I just read through the book of Jonah. Hmm. And the Lord, three or four times, it's a really, really small book, but multiple times in the book it says the Lord appointed, and then he names like a, an animal or an inanimate object. Like hmm. he appointed a fish hmm. to swallow Jonah, and then he appointed a tree to grow, and he hmm. appointed a worm to come and kill the tree, and all of these things. And that the Lord would appoint us. Hmm. What grace that yeah. he would appoint us to accomplish his will hmm. and to further his kingdom here on earth. Hmm. And I, I also just get chills thinking about like, have you ever thought the fact that your heart is sick? Mm -hmm. Like, and how that lines up with, you know, with, mm -hmm. with sort of all the metaphorical yeah. ways we yeah. talk about the heart with the Lord. Yeah. But in Jeremiah, it says that our hearts are desperately mm. sick and we need a savior. And yeah. so I just feel like there's no accident there, Hannah, mm -hmm. that, that what God has chosen you to walk through in his will, you know, yeah. the specifics of, of you know, your illness mm -hmm. and, um, how you can really testify even mm -hmm. here right now you're doing it, but yeah. as you walk through with those professionals and those mm -hmm. who are walking with you through it. So yeah. 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 Including mom who's listening. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I always have to qualify that cause I don't want to scare her. <laughs> right on. I mean, I, um, if you've ever written a will for those of you listening, we had to do that uh, a couple of years ago before we went on a big trip. Um, my husband and I did that, and we were kind of faced with a lot of the same questions. And it's good. It's I mm -hmm. think it's good to to recognize um, what what how you're living mm -hmm. and and ask God to make it a sweet aroma to him, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, also it makes me think about the fact that God is everlasting. That's mm. one of his qualities. Like we are, we are temporary here, mm -hmm. but our, our, um, we, we get eternal life with Jesus when we um, believe in him. And um, just the fact that like our bodies are, every day, like wasting away. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, um, when we are in Christ, um, we don't have to be concerned about the day that the days we have yeah. 
here mm-hmm. um, besides just using up them for his glory yeah. uh, 100%. But yeah. yeah, so encouraging, Hannah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear back from you. And yeah, I can't wait to see what the Lord's going to do because <laughs> I, I have no idea at this point. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a surprise for both of us. It will. <laughs> well, we will talk to you then. Yes, thanks, friend. <laughs> Bye-bye. When we last met with Hannah, she was in a what's going to happen season specifically with a medical diagnosis she did not see coming and walking through that as a single woman with the Lord and how that challenged her and may still be challenging her. So we are going to follow up with her in this next recording and see how God has spoken to her through his word and through the specific season he has her walking through right now. Let's listen in. I'm so glad you're here. So we are following up with you after like half a year. It's Mm -hmm. been a long, maybe longer. I think it's been longer because my first interview I think was in January. Oh my goodness. So we are like halfway through September now. So I'm really curious to hear like what's changed, what's remained the same, like bring us up to speed on where God has you in your life right now. Yeah. So I... I believe when we did my first recording, it was right in the midst of I had been diagnosed with some heart problems mm-hmm. and they weren't sure exactly what that meant. They yeah. knew what was going on with my heart, but not why it was doing that and yeah. what the long-term consequences would be. So at this point, I have what is termed a normally abnormal heart, <laughs> which I, there's a sermon illustration in there oh, for sure. And, like, and every guy I've been on a date with in the last year could tell you the same thing. <laughs> no. Um So what that means is that if you were to look at your heart Mm. and my heart right next to each other, mine has some scar tissue that shouldn't be there. It functions a little bit different, Mm. but not dangerously so. Mm. So at this point, I am on some medication that slows my heart rate down Mm -hmm. because my resting heart rate is right around 97, 100 beats a minute, Okay, which is, it should be right around 70. Okay, And so they've got me on that to slow my heart down, which controls a lot of the issues. And then a lot of it is really just lifestyle changes for me. So mm-hmm. making sure I'm getting enough rest and mm-hmm. prioritizing rest and I'm eating well and moving my body and, mm-hmm. and all of those, all those things that we know we're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, I, I, that's but are kind suddenly of, pushed to a higher priority yes, for you. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's different when it's like, uh, I should do this versus, versus like, I really have to yeah, do this. If I don't do this, yes. then I'm going to feel it. Yeah. yeah. So what we kind of determined though, was that my heart has probably been like this for a long time, mm-hmm. but what really pushed it out was a, a really heavy season of mm-hmm. anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And so I've spent the last I would say the last year, mm-hmm. um, even before the initial podcast recording, we kind of knew there was some of that, but really mm-hmm. the last nine months, mm-hmm. um, working with both a really wonderful Christian counselor, as well as with my physician to determine, um, like medication that could help as mm-hmm. well as working through some issues with my counselor and, mm-hmm. and all of those good things. And so we're now at a point where, I feel like I'm coming up for air and able to take a deep breath. And so as those, as the anxiety and the depression have kind of been dealt with, Mm. a lot of the heart problems have calmed down as well. Mm. And I can tell, oh, you know, I'm feeling really anxious today. Sure enough, my heart will act up the next Mm. day. Mm. So it's, it's interesting to see the correlation of this. They really go together. I mean, for all of us, I think, but I think it's just cool how God really brought that out in your story and had you addressing your whole self yes at the same time so okay so um yeah so that we are caught up on sort of your heart and how he's having you address those emotional parts Mm -hmm. about it as well so what have you learned what truths do you know now that you would want to tell hannah from january of this year yeah i think that when you are in the midst of a season like that, it is it is hard to think that it will ever get better. Hmm. 
And, um, I never, I want to be really clear that I never like contemplated Mm -hmm. ending my life or anything Mm -hmm. to that extreme. But I remember thinking, I just like, I just want to take a really long nap Yeah, and, and wondering if things would ever feel better, Hmm. if things would always feel this difficult and this heavy. Hmm. And I think I'm able to look back now and it's not perfect and Mm -hmm. I still struggle, Mm -hmm. but I'm able to, to take a step back now and think, okay, it'll get better. Hmm. And it's not always going to feel like this. Hmm. Um, and I think that that was something that was really hard for me to know then. Hmm. Um, and it's like, there was this sense of, of hopelessness maybe that, that I'm not sure what the next step is or if there will ever be another, if if things will ever change from this point. Yeah. Right. Um, and ironically I didn't do the uh, Dayton Women in the Word, stud- Word Study this summer, mm-hmm. but a truth from Hosea where it talks about, as we, as I'm sure everyone quotes, where the spring will come. Hmm. Like, sure enough, it will come. Yeah. Um, and I think about, it reminds me of, I was in a Bible study last fall, and the leader went around and said, can you describe the season you're in based on the weather? Which I thought was so interesting. I loved that That's question. That's fun. And yeah. so it got to me, and I said, um, I was at the point in, like, mid-February yeah. where, like, the snow is melting. Yeah. And it's really gross yeah. looking and just muddy and it's not pretty. Whole lot of muck. Whole lot of muck. But you can look and you can see like one or two like shoots of yeah. green. Yeah. And you know. There's that one tulip. There's that one tulip. Determined little tulip. Yes. Yeah. And and it's going to snow again. Yeah. And you know it's going to snow again because this is Ohio. Yeah. But you also, it's a reminder that spring is coming. Yeah. And I think that's a truth that that I wish that I could have known. I don't know if just emotionally I was in a place where I could have understood that then. Yeah. But I, looking back, that's something that I, I would have, I needed. Yeah. yeah. One thing I think God has been showing me this season of just being really uh, personally involved in the brokenness of others mm. is that um, like our heart, is kind of supposed to break. Mm. It, this is so so weird to explain, but um, because if we're truly like loving others and following the Lord, then there's this deep recognition that yeah. things are not supposed to be yeah. how they are. Yeah. And so when when people like ask me like, will it ever get better? And I will. I I say, well. The, the reality is, is like I, I don't think so, and yeah. and and but that actually gives me hope because yeah. we weren't made for this this yeah. world ha- how the world currently is, mm-hmm. um, and the Lord will restore His version yeah. of the world and not the one where we're riddled by all this sin and brokenness, even of our bodies, you yeah. know. And so I feel like there's a, the good news is that like you really get it now. You know yeah, what I mean? I do. Like you get that we're not here, like we're not, this is not how things should be. Yeah. And like you were in a season where you were really feeling that. Yeah. And I feel like that must've been how Jesus felt when yeah. he walked the earth too. Yeah. So we were just talking about this and um, I, I'm sure I mentioned this in my first interview, but I work for a local church Yeah. and um, in our staff devotion time yesterday, we were just talking about this. We're reading through, um, Paul David Tripp's New Morning Mercies. Hmm. And he was talking yesterday. I like that guy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> we, should, we should keep him around. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how if someone promises you that you can have your best life now hmm. in the context of like God wants you to live your happiest hmm. life. He wants you to have all of these good things. Well, he does. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, your best life is not going to be here hmm. because yeah. you were not meant for here. Yeah. And so you're exactly right. That was just a season of learning you know what, when scripture says like, we are not meant for this world, it's right. the truth. Right. Like my, bo- my physical body mm-hmm. was not meant for this world, but mm-hmm. then my, my heart was only meant to find hope yeah. in Jesus and right. in what's to come. Right. Absolutely. Like, amen. And like, amen, <laughs> you know? Um, and this goes into our next question about, you know, what has God taught you about 
his character or his ways. Since yeah. the first interview, we talked about how God created this this perfect world, and sin really mm. riddled that. Um, but He's a restorer. Yeah. So that's one of the ways He's. I see yeah. He's teaching you. Any other ways yeah. that you see His character? Yeah. Since the first interview, one of the things that I would say, and I'm sure people who've gone through a dark season would would say the same thing that. I have learned to distinguish the Lord's voice unlike any other time in my life. Cool. In sp- specifically in the way that um, I will often, you know, the way that anxiety will often manifest itself is in these thoughts that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just, I'm never going to be good enough. It's never, this thing is always going to be hopeless or my sin is too much and mm-hmm. on and on and on. And I have heard the Lord whisper in my spirit more often than not in the last year just I just heard him say, does that sound like me? <laughs> and learning to distinguish that that is not his voice. Wow. That he he does not speak to us in condemnation or in judgment. Mm. Certainly there are there's an element of like he will not let sin go uncorrected. Yeah. But we are his child mm-hmm. and we are the bride of Christ. And mm-hmm. Jillian, I know you're married, I'm not married, but I can imagine your husband would never speak to you mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. he loves you. Mm-hmm. And so how much more is a perfect bridegroom right. going to speak to his bride? Right. Not right. Dead. I mean, it's like it, it says in Isaiah, your maker is your husband. Yeah. And um, just how I love how you you put that because the way he's speaking to you was a question. And you yeah. said, does that sound like me? It's yeah. just so how God speaks. Yeah. And qu- right, you know, like right. if you look at throughout yeah. scripture, yeah. a lot of times he asks questions of yeah. us. Because the truth is we have the Holy Spirit to answer those questions too, and we have his word. And so I love that the the changes between conviction and like also of getting to know who God really is and what his voice sounds like when you're spending that time with him and trusting in him, you know? Yeah then you're able to discern more his voice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's been really sweet for me just mm. to, to hear him speak so clearly mm. in the midst of feeling like the voice of condemnation has been so strong. Mm. And then to hear just his sweet voice say, that's not how I talk. Mm. That's not how I interact with you. Mm. How do we hold on to that? Because I feel like in times when I'm really like struggling mm-hmm. or, feeling a sense of, of suffering of any kind or trial, yeah. I feel the same way, but yeah. I find it hard when I come out of those seasons to mm. be in that same yeah. place of, yeah. of discerning the voice yeah. of the Lord. I think it is daily um, just coming before him. Mm. And I mean, you, you, when you and Tim were dating, mm-hmm. you learned the sound of his voice, if you will, by spending Mm -hmm. time with him. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean like his personality you learned by spending time with him. And it's the same with the Lord. So the more time you spend with him, the more you are going to learn to distinguish his voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that requires uh, turning off other voices Mm -hmm. so that you, because I think the scary thing about it is like a lot of things sound kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, I feel like Satan's specialty is making things sound similar like to what the Lord would say or even twisting what the Lord would Mm -hmm. say and without us actually seeing wait is that actually right you know and there's some things that have been coming up in my walk too where I have accepted American values really Mm. or even uh Christian like wholesome values almost that aren't necessarily what God said like and so that has been a wake-up call for me as I've been studying he's been asking me to challenge some normal Mm -hmm. accept normally accepted things and it's been hard because um a lot of of people have wanted to defend Mm. why they believe certain things and so I feel like God's using me but it sucks Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like it's causing others to really examine um, through the eyes of scripture. And that mm-hmm. means, like, if that is how the Lord's going to use me, then so be it. But it's yeah. also like, 
it's challenging to say yeah. like, I see what you're saying and I believed yeah. it for a long time, but I don't actually believe that's what Christ yeah. is saying and yeah. what God says through his word. Yeah. Um, it's been an unexpected reality of of ministry mm-hmm. and yeah. and just of getting closer to the Lord yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So so challenging. Yeah. But um you've been learning about who God is and, mm-hmm. and what his voice is and being able yeah. to discern that. Yeah. Um how has he brought his word into that picture over this season? You know, the thing I think that has been the most transforming. I don't I don't think there's a particular passage that he's drawn me mm-hmm. to over the course of the year, but it has been transforming to consistently spend time in the word. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't I don't think I realized how necessary it was mm-hmm. for my ability to to live the rest of my life mm-hmm. that I have that hour half an hour or whatever in the morning before mm-hmm. I when I get up before I go to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a completely different person if I don't get to spend time with the Lord. Mm. It is, um, I understand what it means to daily rely Mm. upon him, um, to get you through the day. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want to forget that. Mm -hmm. Um, so something that just a tool that has been really helpful for me, if you are one who, um, maybe struggles to know what to study in the Mm word, what to study in the word or how to study it. I started using probably two years ago um, a tool from a woman named Laura Casey yeah. called the, and I think you use it as well, the Write the Word Journal. Yeah. And it's really, it's super simple. They give you, um, I think I might have to, mine in my purse yeah, right now. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it gives you like a place to write the date and then something you're thankful for and then a scripture that you write out. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite page, you kind of journal through it. And it has just been, because it, it gets you in the word and it's not overwhelming. Right. No, no. Yeah. But it's just, it gets you in the word and it keeps you consistent. And so that was, if you were in a place where you're like, I know I need to be in the word. I don't know where to start. Yeah. I would just like Google, write the word journal, Laura Casey, and you'll find them. And they're they're absolutely. And we'll link it to the show notes so you guys can find it. But it's one of those things where, you know, I I know that sometimes in our Western culture, we, we shy away from the word meditation because it feels a little woo woo to us, but I think it's a meditation tool where you are just abiding and you're reading and you're writing on just that very yeah. scripture and it yeah. it's not like it's a scheduled thing no. it's um just very like I just want to meet you in your word Lord yeah. and I love that yeah. I have the cultivate joy one yes I did the cultivate renewal and okay. then I think I have cultivate gratitude right now but, yeah and I think I um so my um, education background I actually have a degree in bible mm-hmm. and so I come from it thinking, or I come to Bible study often thinking this has to be a very methodical, Mm -hmm. I have to have like an outline and Mm -hmm. points to discuss and all of these things. And so it really, for me, changed my mindset about how Bible study has to be. Yes. That it really is just, David didn't have like an acrostic for how to study God's word. (laughs) Right. He He just had the Lord. Yes. And he was a man after God's own heart. And mm-hmm. so we we have even more than he had. Yes. And we can be women after God's own heart. Absolutely. Um, just by meditating on his word. Absolutely. I love that. And I often use that tool when I'm coming out of a really heavy studying. You know, mm-hmm. I we like to emphasize both the deep and wide of, yeah. of scripture and that there are seasons for both, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no, like... Like every way that you get in scripture is the good way yes. to get in scripture. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a beautiful tool. And I love that he's taking us through that both yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So that's They're really, wonderful. really cool. So the different, uh, you know, with those journals, they usually have a theme. Like we were talking about joy, renewal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it kind of pulls verses yeah. about those themes, but, um, they're from all over. And I just saw that they have a kid's one now. Oh yeah. I think would be a great tool to get your kids aboard. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask Natalie about that because I think she got it for her kids. So I'll have to follow up with her, but so cool to have another thing (coughs) to do as a family to get in. Um, so how has God challenged you in your walk? Um, since we chatted with you at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Before we started recording, I was talking to um, Megan, the podcast assistant, and saying that I am naturally a painfully private person. Mm. Like on the last podcast. So I this in, a, in itself is a challenge is, for yes, you. Yes. 
I've probably shared things that I haven't shared with my parents. Wow. And so, but the Lord is reminding me that like we are called to be vulnerable Hmm. and we are called to community and community Hmm. has been something that's been really painful for me. Hmm. And, um, I, so this, this has been the biggest challenge Hmm. being vulnerable and saying, Lord, ultimately this is your story. And ultimately I will not, I will not get whole in a vacuum Hmm. like you. Hmm. We are not meant to live our lives that way. So Hmm. even, um, a friend of mine was telling me about a book she read discussing in particular, discussing being single Hmm. and, um, how it says in scripture, it is not good for man to be alone, Hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean only within the context of marriage. Hmm. Like it is, it's, it's not good for us to do life alone. Period. Right. Outside of good godly community. And, um, so I was talking with my counselor about just really struggling to like form these deep friendships and how scary that is for me mm-hmm. to open myself up. And, you know, what if I'm misunderstood or rejected mm-hmm. or whatnot? And she said, she just looked at me and said, I just wish you could be as vulnerable as you are right now mm-hmm. sitting here talking to me. And we weren't talking about particularly deep things, but mm-hmm. just sharing my heart and my struggle. She said, if you could be like that mm-hmm. with other people, it would open up the floodgates for yeah. you. Yeah. And so that's been a challenge that I've kind of put on myself is mm. learning to be vulnerable and open myself up and mm-hmm. and knowing if I am misunderstood or rejected or whatnot, there are opportunities for reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Or like scripture doesn't say that, you know, you're always going to be understood perfectly. Right. And, right. Like, it, it's okay if someone yeah. doesn't like me. Oh man. That's, fine. That's hard. It is. It is. But <laughs> I you struggle know, with that. I, yeah. I have a spicy personality and I am not everyone's I love cup. your personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. Yeah. And so learning to be okay with that yeah. has, has been a challenge. Yeah, man, that's super, that's, this is huge. Uh, we're coming up to, um, uh, the live recording of our yeah. podcast here this weekend. And God's had me in Joshua 4, which is mm. where the Israelites are um, crossing the Jordan. And he calls them to take a stone for each mm. tribe and to put it in the, the Jordan River. And um, he says specifically for your your children to mm. remember. And um, they, they're doing it as a community, as yeah. tribes. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot about you know, why God has us like create those stones of mm-hmm. remembrance, you know, to, to be, um, remembering what God has done as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't, you can't, if you don't have a community, <laughs> you know, what's, who do you share that with? And, yeah. and there's, it's a missed opportunity to, yeah. to worship the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the end of, um, Joshua 4, uh, verse 23 and 24, it says, For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea. So God's actually done this twice. He's parted mm. two bodies of water for them, yeah. uh, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So when we do open up it has a purpose mm-hmm. and you know i think one of the things we're scared of is is trying to bring glory to ourselves or like um, make it seem like it's all about us but if your purpose is that so all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the lord is mighty mm-hmm. that they may fear the lord your god forever like god's going to bless that yeah. and so i think our prayer is that um you know, if we're silent, the rocks will cry out. Mm. So we have, it's so, it's a hard path because we have to speak, but we have to do it with submission to the Holy Spirit and, and for him to sanctify our motivations. Um, so that it, it is about the, the people knowing that Mm -hmm. the Lord is mighty. Um, it's cool to walk alongside you as he's, his, doing that and just, um, whether you are like a professional communicator (laughs) or you are just sharing your story for the first time, um, man, what an example. So thank you so much for that. Thanks for sharing and being vulnerable and being brave with your spicy personality. (laughs) I love it. Anything you want to leave our listeners with today? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen and uh, 
listen to the Lord's voice. Yeah. That's what I'm taking away from you today, um, Hannah, is, yeah. is, is listen. Yeah. And that'll be the best time you spend yeah. is listening yeah. to the Lord. And, you know, I, I think if I had to leave them with something, um, it would be that it doesn't have to be this big formal thing. Like mm. sit down with the Lord. Yeah. Open his word. Yeah. Even if you go back to a passage you've read a million times, yeah. like you are different than the last time you read it. Mm. And so you will get something different out of it. But yes. he delights in just your presence and spending time yeah. with you. Yeah. No matter how you do it, yeah. he's going to bless it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Well, thank you, Hannah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16-17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm -hmm.